Okay, since many of you had the opportunity this past year to learn in a place that is very, very close to uh, the Har Habayis, some of you could even see it through the window of your base Medrash, I thought we'd talk a little bit about visiting the Har Habayis, whether a person is allowed to go in the Har Habayis. We should realize that it's a very great Tzuchus that we have the ability to even speak about this Shaila Lemaisa, and uh, the Chavetz Chaim talks about it in his uh, in, 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 in the Kutei Alachos about the importance of learning Kadshim as, as both a fulfillment of the Neshamah Parmas Vasenu and as a preparation for bringing Kadshim. So when we talk about the Makam Abigdash, it's also a way of Neshamah Parmas Vasenu, a way of fulfilling the mitzvah of Binyan Beis Hamikdash, at least through our discussion, as well as hopefully a preparation for understanding the Alachos of what it's going to take in order to be able to go into Arabayas and into the Beis Hamikdash itself. We have to break the discussion down into three parts. First, we have to discuss what exactly is the status of the place, the Kedusha Samakom, whether it still exists and whether it's an issue. Second, we need to figure out, assuming that there is a Kedusha Samakom, what are the restrictions, what types of people are not allowed to go where on the Beis Hamikdash. And then third, we're going to get into the contemporary opinions of major poskim. So, First things first, the Gemara in many places discuss, discusses whether Kedusha Rishon the Kitsha Lashaita of Kitsha Lasadavo or not. The initial Kedusha from the days of uh, Yoshua, of, of, of Eretz Yisrael, Kitsha Lashaita of Kitsha Lasadavo, is it permanent or is it only temporary? Even if it's not permanent, the Gemara discusses whether Kedusha Shnia is Kitsha Lasadavo or not. From the days of Ezra, whether that Kedusha is permanent. Most Rishon and Paskin, that Kedusha Rishon is not Kitsha Lasadavo. But Kedusha Shniya from the days of Ezra is Kitsha But there are several Shitos in Rishonim about how that translates to the Makom HaMikdash itself and to the Arabayis. The Rambam holds in Parag Vav Hilchus Pesabchira, Halach Yudalid, that that entire discussion is only about Kedushas Eretz Yisrael. But the Kedusha of the Makom HaMikdash all agree is permanent. Shechina ain't a betela, the Rambam famously says, that the Shechina can never be batel, the Kedusha Mikdash is a result of the Shechina, and therefore that Kedusha is absolutely permanent according to everybody. The Raivet, on the other hand, says, Svaras atzmohizu, v'lo yudati meyainilo. I don't know where the Rambam pulled this from, it's his own Svara. And the Raivet says that Kedusha Rishon is only temporary, and even Kedusha Shnia, which we paskin is permanent, says the Raivet the opposite direction. That's only in Eretz Yisrael. But Kedusha the Makam Amigdash is only temporary, even Kedusha Shnia. It's all temporary, says the Ravid. And the Ravid says, here's why. Because when they were originally Mekadeshit, they knew that there was going to be a Chorban. Both times, they knew that there was going to be a Chorban. So the Kedusha they, 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 they endowed it with was meant to be temporary in the first place. So the Ravid says, when uh, the, the Parsha Shlach, the Chumash tells us, the Chet HaMaraglim, the Kodesh Baruch Hu, the Gemara in Tainus Darshan, the Kodesh Baruch Hu told, told Klal Yisrael, you're Crying a bechia shalchinam, I'm going to be kaveh lechem bechia ledoros. That Tisha B'av is going to be the day of the destruction of the base of So we already knew that the base of was going to be destroyed. So kedusha rishona was certainly temporary, and even kedusha shnia. The Ravid says, based on the Gemara Numa, Dav Tesam Beis, the Gemara Darshan is a pasuk in the eighth paragraph Shir Shirim. In Mechami he nivna latiras kesefim delus he notzal lelu acheres imasisim atzmechem kachoma vaalisim kulchem biyemei Ezra. If we all would have gone back after Golos Bavel in the days of Ezra, nimshaltem kikesef shein rekav sholitpo, then it would be like silver which doesn't rot and it doesn't decompose, it doesn't decay. Achshav shalisim ketolosos nimshaltem keeres sharekav sholitpo. But because only a few of us came back. 
after Golos Bavel, the the uh, the rot can can take away what we have. So we knew in advance that the second base of English, because it was such a poor showing of who came to rebuild this, the second base of English, we knew in advance it wasn't going to last. Says the Ravid, it's all just a temporary kedusha. The Ramban in his commentary to Avodzar Dafnadalit explains based on the pasuk of Abba Pritzim Bechiluluha that Xeris Hakos it's Xeris that Goyim have the ability to actually be mechalal kedusha. So he says for a different reason than the Ravid, but the same sheet as the Ravid that it's no longer kadosh. So you have the Rambam that says that the kedusha samigdosh for sure is still there. The Ravid and the Ramban that say the kedusha samigdosh no longer exists. The Ravid writes lefichach hanichna shamata ein bo kares. Says the Ravid. So if you go into the makom hamigdosh right now, you are not chayiv kares. Now a lot of the achronim pick up on that formulation. He doesn't say mutter. You expect him to, you know, the following line should be, and therefore, even if you're Tameh, mutter. He doesn't say that. He says, Ein bo kare. So what does that mean? That it's heter gamur, it's mutter legamri. What exactly does he mean? You can find an achron that says anything within that raivid. Rav Shachter prefers the Shagas Arya, who understands that there are two isurim midah raisa. There's an isra of a Tameh entering the Makkah Mikdash, and then there's a separate mitzvah of Mikdash Ra'u. So while the first no longer applies, according to the raivid, and that's why there's no kares, Shagas Arya suggests the second still does apply. Mikdash Ra'u still does apply, and therefore would be an isra midah raisa, even according to the raivid. But be that as it may, how do we paskin? There is a Sefer, Kaftar B'Ferach, uh, that says that the Minig in the 14th century, when the Sefer was written, was like the Rambam, that they didn't walk there unless they were going to bring Karbanos. The Me'iri famously argues, he says, but it's unclear what Minig Pashut the Me'iri saw in southern France. He wasn't in Israel, but whatever it is, Akash HaLemaisa, the, uh, the, the Pesach may have changed over time. The Mishabura writes in the Kutei Alachos and the Mishabura, like the Rambam, and it's almost universally accepted, especially since people often view the Rambam as the Posek Achron on Inyanim relating to Migdash because he was considered that he was the only one that actually paskined all of the Migdash related Allahos. None of the other major Rishonim who paskined Allahos dealt with Mikdash related halachos, the Rambam did, so he's like the Marada Asra of Mikdash related halachos. So now let's assume that the Kedush is still there. So what are the restrictions? What can we and can we not do? Mishnah and Kalim tells us that the restrictions of entering to the Mikdash parallel the three Machnos in the Midbar. There is a Machna uh, Shechina, a Machna the Machna Arabais, Machna Leviya, and the Machna Yisrael. A, uh, a Mitzorah is not even allowed to enter Yerushalayim, which is the parallel of the Machna Yisrael. Someone has Saras, not even allowed to go into the whole city of Yerushalayim. Harabayis parallels the Machna Levia, and that has the rule that a Mitzorah is, allowed, is, is, uh, is obviously not allowed to enter, but not only that, ain Zavim Vizavos. Nidos v'yoldos nichnasen l'sham. Anyone who's a zav, zava, nido, or yoledes may not enter harabayis. The Gemara in Pesachim adds that the kol zav, when the Pasuk says the kol zav, l'rabos palkeri, even someone who had a seminary mission, even he's not allowed to enter harabayis, even though for some reason that doesn't appear in the Mishnah in Kalim, but that's what the Gemara darshins. So if someone goes to the mikveh, he can undo his stat, meaning nowadays, us, in this room right now. So we are, uh, we are not zavim, we are not zavos, we're certainly not Nidos or Yoldos, right? The worst we could be is a Balkari. How does a Balkari solve his Tumah? 
you go to the mikvah and you're not a Valkyrie anymore. What do you become after you go to the mikvah? A Tvul Yom. Tvul Yom is allowed to go into Arabayas, he's just not allowed to go into the Azara. You lose the status of Tvul Yom by the time the day is over, but then by the next day you might be a Valkyrie again, so it's not, it's not worth the risk, right? So you would go as a, as a Tvul Yom, you'd solve, you'd solve the problem. That's the second level. Then the third level is a Tame Mace. Tame Mace, which cannot be solved nowadays, because you can't solve Tumas Mace without a <coughs> Para Aduma, Tamei Mace is not allowed to enter the Machna Shechina, which is the Makam Hazara. It's important to note that Midrabanan, the Isser of Tamei Mace, entering is beyond just the Azara, was extended to pretty much the entire Harabayas, except for the Chel, the first ten Amos of Harabayas. So already right now, assuming that, uh, we, what we know for sure is that we're not, we don't have Tzorah, so we're allowed into Yerushalayim. Good. We know that we are Tamei Mace, so we're not going to be allowed into the Mikdash area itself, or the majority of Harabayas Midrabanan, but the, the, the place that's in question is those first ten Amos of Harabayas. We have Tumas Valkari. Can we just go to the mikvah and solve Tumas Valkari and go on Harabayas? So there's a sefer called Derech HaKodesh, written in the 17th century, century by Rav Chaim Alupandari, uh, who suggested that, very simple, go to the mikvah and go on Harabayas. Shouldn't be a problem. Rav Goren, Zechon of Rachel, this way, and he used to go, and he would daven in the first ten amos of the Harabayas. And Rav Goren thought that if we don't go, we're going to lose control of the Harabayas, and then and, uh, the, and, and we know that Allah is, the Gemara tells us, even a Tameh person is allowed to go into the Hechel to fix it and to make Tikkunim in the Mikdash itself. If you can't uh, find a Torah person who's able to do it, so so too we nowadays. It's uh, for the Tikkun Mikdash to prepare and pave the way to make sure that Ku'ula will come, uh, we're allowed to do it. That was his uh, Cheshbin. Obviously a debatable Cheshbin, whether that's the best way to ensure the uh, the rebuilding of the Mikdash, but that was Rav Goren's Rabbi Tendler, famously, they, they put it on Yeshiva World News or whatever, all these websites, every time Rabbi Tendler goes in Harabayas, that uh, he likes to go in Harabayas, and he has a minute that he grabs some leaves off of the trees in a fulfillment of the mitzvah of removing trees from near the Mizbeach Hashem, and then he burns the leaves and uses it for the Efer Maklal Rosh Chassanim, he puts it on the heads of Chassanim, it's a nice shtick that he has. Okay, but that's, uh, that's, that's one approach. Another approach, the Chazun Nachum, who is a contemporary of the Darach HaKodesh, argued that it's not going to work uh, to go to the mikveh. Why not? A Balkari can go to the mikveh. He says, no, because Tosus Mesech Shabbos Taftezayinam Beis, where the Gemara over there says that Big Day Amaretz are Medrus Leprushim, that an Amaretz's clothing has to be assumed to be Tameh for uh, regular, for, for, for Prushim, for people who are, who are careful about Tumantara, because... They were Gozer and Ameya Aretz, that Ameya Aretz have the din of a Zav. So says Chazanach in the simple Cheshbin. A guy is a uh, Balkari, right? So what's he going to do? He's going to go, or a Zav. What's he going to do? He's going to go to the Mikvah, yeah? So he comes out of the Mikvah, he's no longer a Zav or a Balkari, but you know what he still is? An Amaretz. And an Amaretz is Xerimidrabana. It has a din of Azav. You can't solve being an Amaretz by going to the mikvah. So says the Chazanachim, we're all, we, we have a din drabanan that we're all Amaretz, and therefore it's not, it's not going to help. In the Sefer Karnas Amazbech, he argues that we're not Amaretz, because Amaretz is only when you need to be Noeg to Mentara, and then you're not Noeg to Mentara. And also, even if we are Amaretz, he argues the Gzeru was on the Chaveirim to treat the Begadim of like their Tameh. But it was never Xeron Amratim themselves that they in fact 
are Tameh. Also, the Sefer Karnei Mizbech held that you shouldn't go because we don't know exactly what Ziva looks like. And maybe we actually have the disease of Ziva. So forget about Valkari, forget about Zayd Rabbanan. That's the Sefer Karnei Mizbech suggests we might be Zavim and just don't know about it. Rav Shechter found that very far-fetched. What do you mean we don't know about it? If you had some sort of terrible disease where stuff was coming out of you, you'd probably be aware of that. You'd probably go to a doctor and try to see if you could, if you could take care of that. So what is the sheet of the overwhelming majority of Gedol Yisrael, including Rav Shach, the stipler of Tzipesach Frank, the Minchas Yitzchak, v'chule, 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 Rav and all the Gedol Yisrael, uh, they, most of them held that uh, even a Balkari uh, who goes to the mikvah should not go on Harabayis, but mostly because of, of ancillary considerations. Because what are you going to do? You're going to have to police whether people went to the mikvah or not. So people who are not Shomer Torah mitzvos, you're going to trust that they went to the mikvah and no women are going to be allowed because you have to interview them. Are you a Zavagdola? Are you a Nida? Are you a Yoledas? It's going to be too much. It's going to be impossible to control the situation. And where exactly are they going to go? They're going to go only to a certain spot and not beyond. It's going to be too difficult. And the position of the Rabbanut throughout all the years has been, like the majority of Gedol Yisrael, not to go. Rav Shachlan once mentioned that he would think that the halacha is that one can go, but he thinks he doesn't have a right to pass in that halacha, that uh, you have to be in Eretz Yisrael, uh, Rav, to pass in that halacha because it's, uh, it's, it's in their jurisdiction, not in his jurisdiction. One could have argued that the Mikdash is Klal Yisrael's jurisdiction, that you would think that uh, any Kadal Yisrael has the right to pass him, that's what he felt. So the truth is, the Mishnah Masech Smidos says that the entire Harabayas is only 500 Amos by 500 Amos. So the Piskei Atosos already points out that, that the width of Harabayas as we have it, running east to west, roughly corresponds to about 500 Amos, but the length north to south is almost twice as big. It's about twice the size of 500 Amos. So what happened? Herod came and he expanded the Harabayas. So did that expansion expand the Kedusha as well? Almost de- uh, definitely not. The Gemara Meseches, uh, Meseches Shavuos tells us, The Rasha says the Gemara doesn't discuss extending Harabayas because even with all those things it can't be done. You can't extend Harabayas. Generally we assume that the Makam Migdash was near the Dome of the Rock, that maybe that was the Evan Shasia, and that was uh, by the Kodesh Gadashim, and there's lots of archaeological evidence to support this, although every detail is debated, but generally speaking, they've come to some sort of Haskama, that that's roughly where it is, so you could probably mark off an area in the south of what we call the Harabayas, that's not actually Harabayas, and have people go there, but uh, what are you going to do? It's, 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 it becomes very highly uh, contentious politically, and it's very difficult to, to deal with. Also, it's an important point to, to remember, for those who do go on Harabayas, that there is still a din of Mora Migdash, and we discussed earlier in the summer about how uh, even a Beis HaKnesses, there's a halacha, the Loya Senu Kapandria, that you're not allowed to make a Beis HaKnesses a shortcut. The Rambam understands, not just not to make it a shortcut, you're not allowed to have a Bia Rekanis, you're not allowed to go in for no reason, you're not allowed to even just go into a shul for no reason whatsoever, that's the halacha, you got to sit and learn something. So the Harabayas also would have that same din, that you're not allowed to just go in for no reason, you're also not allowed to wear shoes. So the Machlokas in the uh, Achronim, whether that means you're not allowed to wear leather shoes, so you got to wear your Tishbev shoes, which would be pretty easy, you could wear Crocs or whatever, or it means that, no, you're not allowed to wear shoes at all, but uh, I think the from soldiers that have to patrol there go to the mikvah and they wear, uh, they wear sneakers instead of the regular, the regular boots, but you're not allowed to wear, you're not allowed to wear shoes, but you also can't do be a reconnaissance, so if you're going just to take pictures and to, uh, you know, as a, take a tour or whatever, so it, uh, without, a, without a mitzvah, without a tzorich mitzvah, it would be very uh, problematic. 
So what what should you do? Find the Dvar Mitzvah to do. You should go to Davin. The only thing is, you go and you Davin, you'll get arrested. So it's uh, it's a very very difficult challenge to uh, to go and actually go for the purpose of a Dvar Mitzvah.